Welcome to FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I am your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers. Moira. And Des. <laughs> Excellent. And Claire, not Fisher. Not Fisher Claire. What do you hey. say, Claire? What do I say? I say I have chocolate and um, milk, and I'm happy. <laughs> you know you what you can make with those? That. Oh. What's that? You can make chocolate and chocolate milk with those. I know. Well, it's, it's soy milk. Oh. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not from the teat. I, no. I like the little. I like the the rattling sound effects, Claire. I can hear you opening your chocolate. It's amazing. Making me drool all the way from Kingston, England. Yay! I've decided I'm going to theme my beverages for each podcast around the podcast. So for when I was on Twin Peaks. I was drinking coffee. On this one, I'm drinking milk in honor of David's little little porn routine. <laughs> Do you have a towel and with you? For, for Carney Cast, I'm going to be on the uh, the old whiskey. Excellent. Let's <laughs> let's plug Carney Cast. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> what is that all about? Um, Carney Cast is a um, very similar to um, Fisher Cast and Twin Peaks podcast, and it's about the HBO show Carnival, which is an awesome show, and everyone should watch it, and it's Absolutely. great. And Robin and Des will be um, guesting on it, which is another Yay. reason to watch. And we'll get Moira on it at some point as well. Because mm-hmm. I need to start watching. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> it is such oh, a good man. show. Make it note to self. Uh, down, find, talk to nefarious yeah. sources and see what yeah. you can do. I gotta oh, do yeah. that too. When when are you starting, Claire? We're going to record the first one tomorrow, and hopefully it should be up within a week, depending on my <laughs> initial editing skills. Yes, I'm going to start downloading. It, it's right there um, for me, right up there with uh, Firefly as the the, those, the top shows that were canceled too soon. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, this is an uh, amazing show, I think. How, how long is it? How many seasons? Two seasons. It's 24 okay. episodes in total. Okay, that's not bad. Cool. And if anyone listening wants to guess an episode, then snap them up because I think we only have six left. Yeah, you need to get you need to join their Facebook group, Carnicast. Yeah, we have Facebook group. We're on Carnicast on Twitter, um, and yeah, Carnicast on Facebook as well. Did you stick my name down somewhere? Quick, uh, I will. <laughs> okay, thanks. I will do that now. <laughs> I'm not choosy. I'll take anything. What do I know? <laughs> that's that's what I said too. <laughs> You have episode 202. I've just put you down for it. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> I made a note. <laughs> well, I look forward to that in about uh, four or five months, listeners. For Gives me time to listen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, let's get on to the Darwin Award. Again, mm. this is another episode where um, uh, I was told you can't have a Darwin Award for this episode. In fact, screw can, them. You I, can have whatever you want. It's your well, podcast. Yeah. Well, you're you just say it to the person that's on this podcast. Moira was the one who said. I was Moira. Screw you. Okay, no, I didn't say he couldn't. I said I was wincing if he found one that was actually a match. You know what I mean? Well, okay, like, oh, well, go ahead. The Darwin Awards are supposed to be funny. They're not supposed to be sad. So I'm sure Robin's not going to find anything that's going to be too bar- bad. You well, know. This is, whereas the last episode we had our Darwin Award uh, be because the guy, one of the guys involved in the terrible accident was named Tim Vegas. 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 <laughs> Vegas. Uh, you can, let's see if you can um, figure out uh, why uh, this story is related to this episode. So I bet I can't. <laughs> I bet I can. I bet I can. <laughs> this is like I'm not here to be challenged. <laughs> no. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm challenged enough. Anyway, uh, the story is from Indiana in 2006, and it's called Helmet Head. Mm-hmm. At a party somewhere between Nashville and Bloomington, uh, a young man was drinking and watching people set off fireworks. Suddenly, a great idea occurred to him. He can improve upon this amateur fireworks display. He put his drink down and set to work. When he when it comes to fireworks, your brain can't be much safer than sheltered inside a football helmet. He found an old helmet, duct taped a mortar-style firework to the top, put it on his head, and then lit the fuse. A bright flash of light nearly blinded observers. When their eyes recovered, they saw him lying on the ground, unconscious and bleeding. Astoundingly, this 21-year-old survived this party stunt with only a mild concussion and burns. His helmet, however, was blown to pieces. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, what was I relating that to? Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. I don't get it. What is the link? Do you remember a certain sketch during this episode? Oh, yes. Yeah, I was really reaching for this one. Uh, <laughs> is I yeah. still don't get it. Claire's drawing of the guys. Oh, oh. It looks Whoa. like kind of, it kind of reminds me of like the cover of Brazil. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's very Gilliam like. Mm. But you know what, Robin? Well done because this was a tough one to find an award for. So oh, there. man. I was looking box cutters. Uh, <laughs> I was looking for all sorts of pictures of some I'm sort. just glad you didn't go with oh. the obvious gay bashing. Yes, that, that was my point. There are no funny gay bashing stories. I went there no. first. Unless yeah. the gay basher <laughs> is the one who dies. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would... <laughs> Unfortunately, nothing like that was listed in the Darwin Awards. <laughs> and honestly, this one's not even a true Darwin Award because the guy survived. So. Yeah. But the he's, helmet he's what did... they, they call an at-risk the survivor. Died, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's okay. That's that's your artistic license. You're allowed. There we go. All right, let's move on to open casket viewing. Okay, season one, episode 12, A Private Life. The homophobic killing of a young man forces David to re-examine his lifestyle and his family relationships. Brenda is trying her best to break from her brother, Billy, who is getting more and more out of control. She can't commit to committing him, but she may have to before long. Nate has a hard time just being there for her and finds himself locked out of her life as well. Claire is finding new ways of comforting Gabe. Written by Kate Robin and directed by Rodrigo Garcia. Can't commit to committing. Yeah. That's, That's some good yes, word. Yeah. Right and comforting Gabe. That should have been an air quote. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rodrigo Garcia is also my favorite uh, Six Feet Under episode director. And he directed The Room. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a great episode, and he also directed the pilot for Carnival. He directed huh. five episodes of Carnival mm. Research Girl. He did. Oh, he uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> she knew that. She just didn't want to look too smart. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm ready to look super smart on this episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, after the last one. <laughs> oh. Forget like, about the Robin the, from last week. I am now reinvented. Anyway, yes, I'm sure. yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we start off with the teaser here. Uh, two two young men are getting money from an ATM. They're being all sorts of cuddly and kissy. And a uh, car pulls up, a, a Trans Am or Firebird or something like that. He pulls up. What? Gay, gay bashers always drive those kind of cars. Ugh. They pull up and they're very, very offended individuals, these guys. And it looks like uh, they were they were looking for somebody to beat because they pull out some pipes 
and uh, it, well, the one guy gets knocked down and tells uh, the other guy to run, and he runs, but uh, the guys catch up to him. Marcus, his name's Mark or Marcus, or whatever. Uh, so yeah, uh, Mark gets uh, beaten down, and uh, the guy said that the other other one got away. Yeah, can I just say I don't understand gay bashing at all. Me neither. I don't understand any racially or homophobic or any kind of hate crime at all. I don't get it. They're not doing anything to you. Let them fucking be. First of all, you know they're not doing anything wrong. You know, second of all, if you don't like it, don't look. Don't right. watch. Exactly. Don't watch. Um, and to get to be, to be um, Susie serious for a minute, which might happen a few times in this episode, I'm afraid. That's fine. Um, and I, I have been the victim of that um, from when I came out as bi. And I have, I've, I've had that in the street, not to obviously to that extent, because I'm still breathing. Um, but I have been spat out. I have been called names. And I, I don't, don't understand. Oh I don't understand. Do you know something? The town I live in, Claire Kings, this Kingston is a is a pretty. Mm. Um, I think because we have a couple of universities here, I don't I don't know quite why, but it's a very uh, pretty gay friendly community. Mm. All in all, like you could you yeah. can walk down the street holding your girlfriend's hand or boyfriend's hand, as the case may be, and no one's going to look twice at you. Well, um, I'm, so this I'm in, in, must I'm, be like that in general because this one is like that as well. Maybe it's Kingston a Kingston thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm in the south, so you know it, yeah. it's not a it's not the best place to be if you're gay. However, Pensacola has a, a big gay community. We actually have Memorial Day weekend every weekend at the beach is like a huge thing. All kinds of people come gay, bi, you know, transgender. They just come to the beach and have a big to do there's a lot of activities going on but of course we have a lot of redneck people around too who uh you know they don't like fags they don't want to go to the beach because mm. there's fags at the beach and they don't want to see that you know it's absolutely ridiculous mm. but like skylar my daughter when she was in high school she just graduated this past year a lot of her friends are by that's mm. like it's like a huge thing now that they are all by so that's good that it's like becoming more um, accepted yeah basically yeah. these these kids are openly by so you know it's, yeah. they're yeah. able to do that it's they getting better hide it yeah, it, yeah it's, it's good better. i made my note to myself as i said the opening scene made me completely repulsed and sickened i didn't want to mm-hmm. keep watching mm. yeah i really honestly paused it and had to take a breath before i could keep going it's it reminds brutal. me of that news story there was about yes. that boy mark on the fence something shepherd yeah yeah I knew it was Particularly Martha. the scenes later where the um, the there's the protesters at the funeral, and right. um, oh, I yes. actually watched. Um, I was chatting to my my flatmate about this earlier because we watched um, a documentary last night on uh, the Woodsboro Church, and it was yeah. when one of uh, our BBC, BBC reporters went out and interviewed them, and um, I think that scene was purposely meant to be kind of a nod to the Woodsboro Church and Fred Phelps mm. because it was very reminiscent of yeah. uh, the Matthew Shepard funeral. We have those jerks at Comic-Con every year now protesting that, too, because funerals aren't a full-time thing for them, apparently. They got to (laughs) go protest geeks, too. 
seriously. They're just laughable at that point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they really need a life. They really do. People who protest at funerals are the lowest kind of people around because there is nothing worse than spreading your hate during the time of people's deepest grieving, Mm, really. Definitely. It's poisonous, isn't it? It is. It's ridiculous. They. I hope. I hope when their family member dies, people do that to them. See how they mm. like it. Uh, well, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, the Rico and Vanessa are showing off a gusto at Fisher and Sons, hmm. and they're <laughs> teaching Nate how to hold hold a baby like a watermelon. <laughs> Foreshadowing. I don't know. Mm, uh-huh. Nate and Brenda have Sitting little in a little baby. <laughs> uh well Ruth says that uh Nate was always a gassy baby, but David hardly made a peep. I'm not surprised. Mm. Uh Rico asks when they're finally gonna make Ruth a grandma. Awkward. Mm, awkward. <laughs> Next scene, uh Claire coaches Gabe about going back to school. They're outside, they're getting pumped up and she's says uh don't worry about what other people think just you know get through the day or whatever and then as she's walking in and gabe's following her she's she starts screaming what the fuck are you looking at people (laughs) (laughs) i love how claire is not afraid to just you know tell people love it you know seriously i love that she says to him you're a freak Uh, he says you're a freak and she says so are you and he says (laughs) Was that supposed to make me feel better? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and uh, then we go to Brenda's apartment. She's asking Billy for her key back, and Billy says it wasn't him that took the photos, And um, but uh, Brenda wants him back on his meds, and um, he says, you know, she's the most important person in my life, Mm. and yeah, yeah, she says she's... Go ahead, go ahead. This scene for me was heart-wrenching it's it's mm. his his desperation and then mm-hmm. her yeah. her fear and her unease and her sadness all of it it really got to me it yeah. really it really showed billy for a truly pathetic person i mean really he he was just oh terribly pitiful and you know i think I, i'm i'm glad that brenda's starting to see that his dependence on her is not healthy mm-hmm. you know mm. I, I I wonder I wonder if Nate is one of the reasons why she's starting to you know change the way she she views things like that if that's a contributing factor. Oh, I think I think you're right. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. it's probably the most healthy, balanced, healthy. loving relationship she's ever had. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that that brings it that agitates Billy as well, and that brings out more extremes in his behavior. Yes, too. yes, oh, very God, good point. Was so yeah. pathetic. Oh, he was just absolutely pathetic. Yeah, it's just heart wrenching. Awful. Billy Billy even promises to get back on his meds, and uh, mm-hmm. Brenda still wants the key back. And Billy starts freaking out. It's like you know, it'd be really easy to break in here. And um, she Brenda says it's it's time for you to take care of yourself, and you need to get a life of your own. Yeah, the ominous undercurrent is growing with Billy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's creeping yeah. out. <laughs> um, we're with Mark's parents, and uh, they're they're getting counseled by David and Nate. And uh, David suggests a close casket, and the mother says she really needs to see him and hands over photos of him. And the father actually blames the crime on Mark's sexuality rather than his, the actual people that beat him down, that... You know, if he wasn't gay, you know, 
he might not have uh, set himself up for something like as terrible as that. Mm-hmm. Of course he does. Yeah. Yeah. Of course he does. He's wrong. And he There's can't even words. say <laughs> gay. Gay, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yet, and yet, but I felt for that dad because you don't get any sense that he doesn't love his son. You just right. get the right. sense that he's so devastated, right? Yes. And I think he, he like feels like his son made this wrong decision that led to his death. Not that, you know, he, he doesn't love his son, but he feels right. like that was just a bad decision, basically. Again, just a hard scene. Sad. Mm-hmm. We go to the bombing room with uh, Rico changing Augusto's diaper. Rico's in such a happy place, isn't he? He's he's just just new dad. He's completely in the new dad mode. It's adorable. And we get more inappropriate things to do in the embalming room. (laughs) Changing diapers (laughs) is probably not a good thing. Um, But yeah, uh, David brings Marcus, opens up Marcus's bag, and he's really messed up. And but David sends Rico home, says he can handle it. You know, he's going to take this one on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Brenda tells Nate about what happened. Nate wants her to call the police and get a restraining order. Brenda just just wants him to listen and says that Billy's just just sick. And Nate wonders what he's going to do next time. And Brenda, frustrated about how Nate is reacting to all this, and she just kind of wants probably a sounding board rather than you know someone who telling her what to do. Okay, wait, hang on, which is a classic man-woman dilemma, right? Yeah, yeah. Classic, Mars and Venus. Woman is trying to tell you how it was. She just wants you to listen and be comforting, and you try to solve it for her. And she says to him, this is so not how I need you to be right now. Right. You know what? It's not just women who do that, too. Um, Men do that sometimes, too. Sometimes they don't want advice. They just want you to listen. That's true. I understand. Yeah, I understand. I know. I was generalizing, but yes, you can go both ways. I agree. I've had that experience not too long ago with a guy. (laughs) So, So, Brenda says that they need a little time off and that she changed the lock, so (laughs) his key won't work. Um. Yeah, so David's having some dinner with Ruth, and Ruth starts talking about how um, how she sees Hiram and how he loves her, no matter uh, or how excuse me how she was seeing Hiram, and you know during that whole you know when they were she was with her father the the yeah gosh Eddie Robinson yeah how she she's she knows that her children will love her. Even if she was dating this other man, no matter what choices she makes, right? Is that what you're trying to say? She was really dancing around the issue, too. Didn't come right out and Mm -hmm. say it. Well, she's trying to give a lead up to, obviously, to let let, uh, her son talk about chances. Yes. But I think she needed to be a little more direct. Yes. And and, she says that she, she knows that David loves her no matter who she sees in her private life. Right. Hint, hint, David. Uh, we're in Gary's office and Gary's wondering why Claire is dropping out of things she was involved in. And she comes up with a lot of flimsy excuses and she, he asks her what she does for fun. And she kind of admits of being, uh, being a little bit of a catfish. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, so he asks her if, uh, she's got any, uh, friendships based on truth. And she says, well, she's kind of hanging out with Parker McKenna and, she, and, and he asks if she's dating. He's, she's like, no. 
So uh, we go to the police department, and Keith is getting talked to by his by a supervisor, saying he's going to be needs him on security for this this funeral for Mark uh, Foster. F- Foster is it Foster or Forrester? I don't remember. I know. Mark. I don't remember. Mark's funeral. Um, Keith calls him out. And says because I'm gay, and he's a bit offended, you know. Um, so we go to the embalming room, and Mark is talking to David, and. And saying that, you know, the, his father thinks it's his fault because he's dead and says that God challenges us with the gay choice. And if we overcome mm-hmm. it, we go to heaven and you, you and me, we're going to hell. That's the most ridiculous. Thing. But yeah. This is the first time I really appreciated how much of David's dilemma within himself has to do with his yeah. religious upbringing. I don't yes. think I fully appreciated that before. I, I don't understand then, how people okay someone who who's gay whose religion obviously says that's wrong and yet they can still believe in that religion something has to give you cannot mm. have these two contradictory beliefs something has to give you know I mean which one's it going to be is it um well is it all right if I if Claire steps out for a minute and Susie Sirius comes back in for a second right yes ahead. Susie you're welcome okay. here too. Um, because uh, obviously I, ch- I I requested this episode um, to come on because it is a, a particular episode that really speaks a lot to me. And kind of following on from that point, um, when when I sort of started coming to terms with stuff and, and coming out, and it was a real struggle, which was in my early 20s. And this was um, just after, around the same time really, that I started watching Six Feet Under. And so this, watching this first series, particularly this episode, was... Um, quite a cathartic experience for me and definitely did help me in kind of coming to terms with what was going on in my life and part of the the issues I had and the struggle was because I had been raised in the church until I was in my early teens Um, and I'd I'd actually chosen to leave the church but my parents were still very much part of it and that was still even though I'd this was then 10 years where I'd been out of the church and hadn't really had those beliefs, it was still definitely a very strong thing in the back of my mind because that stays with you and those kind of thoughts. And that's why I, I really, really empathise with people who who are who still have very strong faith mm-hmm. and are going through that because it 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 just must be a horrific experience um, trying to balance those two areas in your life. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I mean. I- to me, it, the choice is clear. You I know. Uh, to, to, well, I mean, I, I I like to chime in on this. I I I'm definitely a a believer in God, and I'm also a believer in uh, gay rights and and mm-hmm. you know gay marriage. And I just I find that you know sometimes, uh, you know, religion gets a little bit too religious. Whereas you know yeah. I believe in a I believe in a God that you know loves us no matter what. So. Um, yeah. I had a I had a very good experience with this episode uh, a few years back watching it with somebody who is is a believer like me, but also is kind of like also you know blinded by the whole like well hold on a second I I believe in this but and that means I I sh- I think that people of who who are homosexual are gonna go to, gonna go straight to hell and they're nice people but I would never you know condone it you know um, but it, and it was nice to actually watch this episode in particular with that person because you know david is struggling with both you know his sexuality mm. and his religion and how that intermingles so i particularly yeah. I great as one... well to... oh sorry. sorry no go ahead Claire. i was just going to say i think it's it's great to see that particular um 
side of it on TV to see um, someone who is Christian struggling with it. Yeah. Um, I think it makes it, it, it absolutely fascinating. And I don't think it's something that's been um, shown in this, this much detail before on television, before this was shown. And, and you know, not, not to spoil it, but there's not too many, you know, kind of a, you know, liberal point of view television shows that talk about, you know, become being gay and being open and coming out of the closet mm. where that character falls to his knees at the end of the episode and prays to God for, for mm-hmm. yeah. strength. Yeah. You know, true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. See, I'm a I'm a believer in gay rights. I'm not a believer in religion. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I, even though I was raised with some religion, went to a, a Catholic school when I was a child, but it did not take. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, to me, the choice is clear. You know, who you are. <laughs> I think is more important than this system of beliefs that is obviously flawed. I like the way uh, when Davis is ha- Davis David is having his internal dialogue with himself, and he says, "Well, God made you this way," or, or words to that effect. Mm, yeah. And I thought, "There's there's the problem. There's the conflict, right?" Because mm, people who exactly. believe that you know, homosexuality is a choice, I think, yeah. are ignorant people because it's not a choice; it's how you're made, mm. and. Um, I, I thought it was um, really just interesting and good that they were they were saying all those things out loud that need to be said. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Yeah, and just the I mean the the wording that when Marcus is talking to David, just the um, what he comes out with um, is again as I said on previous episodes I've been on that's David speaking to himself. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And from a personal point of view, again when I was watching this episode and when I watch it now. Just the the words he comes out with, and I, I wrote them down, was is all stuff that I've like you know been in that situation. I've said that to myself, and it's all stuff like you're depraved, you're sick, you're going to hell, yeah. you're a pervert, you're an abomination of nature, and that's all stuff that David says to himself in the episode. And I I was in completely the same situation as well, um, and yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's <laughs> really interesting how they handle it. They you know yeah, I mean they could have gone the easy route where it's like you know I. I made the decision to be gay and they beat me down and you should really come out of the closet and blah, blah, blah. No, he's this, this, this actual, this is mm. his inner monologue here is like, you know, you need something wrong with you, you know? And, mm-hmm. and God knows, you know, you're going to hell, you know, just with me. So it's very, <clears throat> very truthful. It's so yeah. truthful. Yeah. All right. So, uh, moving on. Susie serious is away now. Claire's back. <laughs> Claire's back. Susie's gone. <laughs> my soapbox away too. But I kind of like Susie too, so. <laughs> she might come back later. Excellent. Okay. All right. So in the next scene, Nate, Nate's uh, in his kitchen apologizing to Brenda on her answer machine and uh, also preparing for the funeral director's exam. And he gets a call to pick up a body. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. Okay. As soon as I heard him <sighs> say about like oh it's at a house i was instantly suspicious me too yeah. absolutely my antenna were at high alert there were two <sighs> they never show those calls no right, right. and especially when he said oh it's at a house or it's at mm-hmm. a residence or whatever that made me suspicious but there are two scenarios i thought of one these gay bashers are going to beat them down for doing the funeral or two billy do you know the music in the shower scene in psycho <laughs> that was going in my head. Nee, 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 nee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pause that because we got a nice scene to talk about after this this one scene here. We're at the we're at the flower shop and uh, Robbie is being very passive aggressive to Ruth. <laughs> 
Ruth is wondering. <laughs> Ruth is wondering how uh, Robbie came out to his parents, and Robbie says that his personal life is none of her business, and he won't talk to her about the most horrible moment from his intimate past. <laughs> and by the way, that's a shitty place for that Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Robbie in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Claire, I was talking to these these guys about uh, how I really loved Robbie getting starting to get some lines here, and we start knowing a little bit more about him than just the you know the weird guy sitting in the background in the yeah. floor scenes. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Nate arrives at an empty warehouse. He takes the elevator to the upper floor, and in the elevator, he sees a picture of Claire. Warning he, sign. Mm, warning sign. He's a bit freaked out, and especially he sees this hallway uh, littered with candles. And as mm. he's walking through, he sees a picture of Billy kissing Claire and grabbing the boob. There you go, guys. There it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it came back, yeah. and it says underneath, your sister and me. And then a picture of uh, Nate and Brenda having sex, and it says, my sister and you. And we hear we hear this, like, strange, like, opera music or, like, Italian music. And, and is everybody else feeling like me because my internal dread is just rising and rising and rising? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in a haunted house waiting for someone to jump on me at this point. And as, yes. as the I answers... Think, um, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think Billy is obviously a fan of Twin Peaks because he knows that there's nothing creepier than old vinyl. <laughs> Just play <laughs> It's true. <laughs> he should have got a parrot or something. It's a... Nate! 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 <laughs> 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 and the, the photos as well of Billy that are on the wall oh, are so disturbing. The funeral um, photos, yes. Oh, so disturbing. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he starts he's seeing these photos. There's one where, like, Billy's eyes are closed, and then there's another one where it's, like, he's making this, like, really morbid-looking face. It's really weird. Um, and sees this bloody bed and with a sign that says, you did this to yourself. And then I knew right away he's not dead. He's going to jump out from under that sheet. I think he's too much of a narcissist to kill himself, isn't he? Yes. Well, we, had a whole, we had a whole conversation <laughs> last week about oh, diagnosing Billy. And we decided <laughs> that he is wow. um, borderline uh, personality disorder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he does also have other things like the narcissism and the the bipolar and the, the few other things, but mainly borderline personality. And he's a Chenoweth as well. Yes. So Which should be a diagnosis stuff. in itself. That, <laughs> right. that should be a diagnostic category Chenoweth. in the DSM for <laughs> with disease. Well, you guys are talking about how you're like thinking maybe Billy killed himself, but I think Nate's thinking the scene. Holy fuck, he he's he's got Claire, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you especially see that. you know, uh, yeah, seeing this bed covered and yeah. uh, with the blood on, on the sheet. Ugh. So uh, maybe it, maybe he could have thought because he's just like he's just like fuck Billy, no, you know, as he's getting closer. Um, but yeah, Billy jumps out and, um, yeah, he says that he's hilarious. He thinks he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who else wanted to smack him? I wanted to smack him so hard right then. And I'm not a violent person. I don't smack people, but I really just wanted to throttle him at that point. I'm violent and I (laughs) don't want to smack him. (laughs) 
Nate tells uh, Billy to stay away from his sister. Billy tells him that he's being ironic. And uh, you think Nate's just going to storm out. Then Billy grabs a box cutter that's stabbed into the wall. And I saw that scene in Breaking Bad. I know what happens with the box cutter. Oh, the box cutter. Mm. Mm, yes. So mm. I was a little worried for Nate there. Yes. Although I knew nothing would happen to him. They can't kill him mm. off yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he says he wants to know what what you know like Brenda and his parents are saying to him about about Billy and he starts talking about Trevor and Trevor is an ex of Brenda's and Nate realizes the only way he's going to get out of here is if he starts um, em- empathizing with him. Yeah, and, and of course Nate is our supreme empathizer. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a good tool to have apparently That's when you're true. faced with a box cutter. And mm-hmm. I I love my favorite line in that that scene is. Um, that Nate says to Billy, Brenda's not allowed to love someone as much as she loves you. And Billy replies, Abel, she's not able. That's good. That is good. That's his belief. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he tells him that, uh, Brenda dumped him and Nate, Nate agrees with Billy. That it was never a good idea for them to be together. And, uh, tells him to take care and kind of, Dashes around him. Dashes <laughs> out the door as fast as little feet will carry him. Uh, <sighs> Billy's kind of left there, kind of confused, you know. Run, run, oh, run, man! One of the creepiest moments. <sighs> um, all right, so uh, Claire uh, is sitting outside school, sketching this exploding head, <laughs> <laughs> and, which caught your eye. Clearly, yeah, out, I was like, I know what I'll do. so gabe shows up he's mentally exhausted from acting normal and we see gary getting out of his car noticing them spending time together so claire sees that and she's kind of hiding herself under her hair (laughs) i'd love that (laughs) it was like uh who's the daughter in the incredibles violet (laughs) yeah violet (laughs) all right so we're back at the florist and uh Ruth tells Robbie about her most uh, horrible intimate moment. Oh, God, Robin, this is so priceless. <laughs> I love this. Oh, my God, it was oh. great. Of course, Ruth has never masturbated. That's why mm. she's so friggin' anal about everything. That's why she's so, uh, uh, what is it? Oh, what's what I was trying to think of? Damn it, now I can't up think of it. Anal retentive. Uh, uh, controlled. Vigilant. <laughs> you name it. Unable to breathe. Let's rock poetic for a moment, Des, on the, the, you know, medicinal benefits of masturbation, shall we? (laughs) Yeah. I have a lot of experience with this shit, and it's necessary. Absolutely necessary. Necessary, yes. We agree. Mm -hmm. Yes. It is nothing to be ashamed of. Of course, she comes from a different age and a different time where people were a little more... Ooh, don't do that. That's not good. That's bad. And she married her first love as well. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 But I'm just surprised that Hiram wanted her to do that. He doesn't seem like the type. Oh, Hiram's He's dirty. Kinky. Apparently. He's a dirty He's, bird. He seems to me like a stick in the mud, but I guess I'm wrong. Oh, he's all about the sex. Uh-huh. Because remember how happy he was the night after in the oh, forks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, finally a loosey-goosey there, Ruthie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, after two years. <laughs> so uh, Robbie has a laugh, but he hears the story, and uh, and he, he he thanks her for the laugh, but he's still not going to tell her uh, because he never actually did come out to his parents. And that completely cracked me up that he mm-hmm. kind of let her go on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! 
Robbie, you little monkey. Robbie confesses that a child knows what their parents need them to be. And Ruth um, says that she's she's not like that. I, You know, a child thinks they know. What, mm. And a parent thinks that they're, you know, the, someone they child could come to. But neither one of them really knows each other as well as I think they do. <sighs> <laughs> Seriously, I've been a child and a parent, and that relationship is a lot more complicated than you would ever imagine. Oh. Thanks for clearing that up. I was always old. I know, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were born thirty-five. <laughs> he was at, at five. He was already thirty-five. Yes, <laughs> making dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> So in the next scene, uh, Nate tells Brenda uh, what happened, and he wants to know. It, like the most important thing here is he wants to know about Trevor. Come on, Nate. Uh, <laughs> and also, the Chenoweths are the worst parents ever because mm. clearly Billy is off his meds. They know this, and they're in South Africa. Mm. They don't care. They are. They they have narcissistic personality disorder. Yes. Honest yes. to God. I- well, Can't Brenda see. isn't much better. She did run off to Vegas with Nate last week, so, you know. Yeah, but I think <laughs> no, that was I don't agree with that. The meds. I think he was, it was more of a, I just need a little break, you know. Yeah, she's I'm, trying so. to finally make her break after how many years of mm. taking care of him when mom and dad didn't? Yeah. Yeah, and she wasn't going far or long. No. She wasn't going halfway across the world for her. <laughs> Yes. Listen to us defending Brenda. I know. I know. (laughs) Yes. This is great. That's true. I'm really, really starting to like Brenda a lot. I would like you to go back and listen. Through Skype right now. I would like you to go back and listen to like episode two, guys. (laughs) We hated her her so much. No, she's actually great. Uh, All right. So. yeah, so Trevor, well, Brenda was 18 when she was in love with uh, Trevor, and but um, he was always good at everything, and Billy actually ended up getting sick, so Trevor went away. Uh, I guess he didn't, must have had the patience for Billy that Nate does. I don't know. Um, so Nate wants to call Brenda's parents, and he says no matter how mad she gets, she doesn't want to see him dead. And uh, the look that Brenda gives Nate right there um, makes... Nate worried about Brenda's own uh, mental stability, and she's he says that maybe you know, maybe we should. You want to call a doctor, for, you know, for yourself. And she uh, puts the wall right up and uh, says she wants to go to sleep. So that's a classic side of depression, right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get a little scene where David drives by the candlelit vigil for Mark and Keith's boyfriend's there. And he knows. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. I I didn't even clue in. I didn't either. I just thought it was some guy noticing him looking like a creeper driving by. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's Eddie. He recognizes him. Okay, but for Des and I both not to get that, then I'm sorry, six feet under people who produced it, it wasn't well enough done. Yes. (laughs) When I saw that scene, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just in hindsight after watching the episode, but I wonder if David was kind of thinking that if he was more open in his life, if he'd come out to his loved ones mm-hmm. and he was more there. open about being gay, then that would be him there because he would still be with Keith. Yeah. yeah oh, and because I didn't clue in who it was, I didn't Excellent. even... Yeah, yeah, me either. Uh, 
Robin and Claire were way ahead of us. Uh, <laughs> well, they have watched the series they before. Do have more that's true. Those darn Undertaker, whatever they are, funeral directors. <laughs> funeral that's directors. It. Damn them. So we go back to Gary and Claire, and uh, Gary's asking Claire about Gabe, and she thinks that Gabe's an extreme version of her, and that she she's the only one who really understands him because he's got this shadow over him all the time. And Gary's wondering what um, Claire's shadow is, and she says death and silence, and. He, he asked her what what's her, what's her silence and he she says sadness and fear and uh it's because her family is so careful not to hurt others during their time of grief that they all became invisible um and uh he asked her uh what's your problem right and then claire puts her walls up and then gary keeps pushing and claire admits that gabe tried to kill himself and mm-hmm. what can she do and and gary tells her try not to make yourself invisible I really like the scenes with them. Mm-hmm. I I do. Um, I, I although it kind of makes me a little leery because I, I know it's a TV, so I probably shouldn't think in terms of real life. But you know that he seems so so interested in you know Claire uh, almost. Uh-oh. Almost unhealthy. Yeah, I know, but I'm sure that's not the intention at all. That he's, you know, when he looked at her when she's sitting with uh, Gabe, yeah. it just kind of like made me feel like, Ugh, you know, you're making it seem creepy. It shouldn't seem creepy. No, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's intended to be at all. He's a very I, good counselor because let me tell you, in the in the real world, counselors are nothing like that at schools at all. They are just too busy they've got too many people and they barely know your name half the time (laughs) teenagers are just so relieved when somebody will actually let them talk and actually hear them yeah Yeah. it's true so so it's it's, the time the counselors are too busy and they don't they cannot take the time to sit with only the most at-risk students get the attention from those kind of people do you know what I appreciated in that scene was the way he knew when to speak and he knew when to be quiet and leave the silence Definitely. and allow her to fill it? And that's quite a talent in a counselor. Yeah, he, he yeah. lets her talk because she obviously wants to to talk about it and he mm-hmm. can sense that and he just lets, yes. her, lets her talk. I thought it was like very way, truthful, very truthful. Yeah, how they I like the way he doesn't, um, he, he doesn't judge her at all. He's, yeah. you know, t- he's basically letting her know it's okay to be you. It's okay to think what you think and say what you want to say. I'm not going to judge you. I'm just here to help you figure out what you're, you know, doing. Yeah. And uh, what do you get from him telling her not to be invisible? What do you guys think that's all about? Um, well, I just think he's telling her to take care of herself first. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. That's how yeah. I took it. Yeah, me too. All right, so the next scene, uh, David's finished up Mark, and uh, uh, Ghost Mark is telling him that he should have just left them the way he was. And David um, says to him that there are people who loved him. Um, Rico comes in. He's very proud of David's work and uh, says this. Is he? Was he? I, I don't know. To me, I felt like maybe there was a little bit of jealousy in there that David did such a good job. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought so, yeah. too. I thought there was a little yeah. hint of something. A little, oh, not wow. quite sarcasm, but something. A little... A little snottiness, like, Maybe. oh, well, you know, you did a good job. Oh, that's great. Well, since he comes off a little bit, uh, well, I mean, okay, let me just finish this and we'll talk about the whole thing. Um, he says there's like 200 homos outside and oh. uh, they should really think about the family, you know, that, instead of strutting their, strutting all this in front of them. And uh, David 
right there says, you know, I'm a homo. Um, Rico's, Go, David. Rico is completely so proud shocked. Of him. I was says, proud of him too, Claire. I was. Yes, proud. yes. He just came right out and said it, and didn't even have you know, just no yep. problem. Exactly. It was great. Rico's shocked. He says, "Don't talk to me about that." Where I come from, if men need to do that, they don't talk about it. Okay, don't you Rico's just... Rico's oh, dick. Oh, dick. I, I was so disappointed because in other yes. episodes, I thought he was a lot more progressive and reasonable. Yes. And I hear that and I think, oh, Christ, what century, what, sorry, century are we in? It's, it's, oh. it's because of religion. But yeah, I thought he I was more open-minded and, and you know what I mean? More of a tolerable kind of guy. Oh, I was yes. really... Really disappointed in Rico, and I'm mad at him. Because we really like Rico, and then we find him. Not anymore, I don't. (sighs) You hate gays, Rico. We have problems with you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, David says pretty pretty loudly, he says, I am a man, and uh, Rico walks out. Mm. I I quite uh, love David there. I will definitely say the scene shocked me as well when i first saw it that that rico Mm -hmm. um was like this i guess maybe it's the way he was raised you know Um, oh i think so yeah give him for that but uh you know i don't know um being around people in grief you know you think you'd develop some sort of tolerance for things that aren't exactly all of you know your your world maybe i don't know but it goes back to our earlier discussion about how you're raised and how much that shapes you and how hard it is to throw off those shackles Mm -hmm. so it's just disappointing i thought he was more very very disappointing yeah well we hope that uh you know rico working with david all the time and having a friend like you know david uh, you know for maybe years now he's worked with him whatever and seeing things maybe he's just hasn't had any personal experience with it maybe 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 he'll come around who knows maybe Uh, (laughs) well me and claire know but um uh, (laughs) what do you think everyone was that foreshadowing (laughs) (laughs) so uh claire and gabe are drinking beers in the back of her hearse and uh gabe tries kissing her but she starts to cry and she admits she's scared he's gonna disappear and uh, after some prodding Gabe says that he's scared. She's too good for her. She's too good for him. Excuse me. <laughs> and they start kissing emotionally. I think he's right. <laughs> I actually wrote. I wrote in my notes for this episode. I was like, "Oh, Claire really loves Duke. I mean, Gabe because <laughs> Duke. watching Haven. It's <laughs> awesome. Oh, Haven. He is so much better on that show. Is he not? <laughs> I'm gonna need to watch this show. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's good. It's the only time I'm I've not, ever liked him. I'm not a huge fan of of the the actor, but I think his his um his work in Sixty Under is really good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, next scene, Nate's uh, helping Ruth out in the kitchen, and he says starts talking about how Brenda doesn't make things very easy for him, and Ruth says it's not a coincidence. He gets bored with girls that make things easy. <laughs> and uh, then she asks if uh, she asks Nate if David's gay, and. David pretty much tells her that she should be talking to him about that. You mean Nate tells her? Did I say that? Right. You yeah. said David. But that's okay. Uh, we can interpret yeah. for you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, the next scene. Brenda hears glass break from her bedroom. She walks into the into the main room and she sees Billy sitting on the floor. And he says he, he knows how to fix it. 
and he, he gets up and he's covered in blood and we see that the tattoo of Isabel is carved uh, off his backside. And you know oh, what's coming, right? God. You know what's coming. And my my whole mm. being is just going, no, 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 no. It's like a mm. horror movie and this isn't supposed to be a horror movie. Oh. He's crazy. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Brenda's reaction when she saw the blood as well and she's um, she said something like, oh God, did you hurt him or something? She just immediately thought, of of Nate, of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh. oh, this is so hard to watch. Yeah. So, so uh, Billy says that all they have to do now is they we, we have to we have to cut you know do yours and he pulls out Ugh. the box cutter. Gosh. Billy says they can now be new people and Brenda says she doesn't want to be new. <laughs> And at this point, you know how we're talking before about how realistic his bipolar is? Okay, at this point where he's clearly getting a little psychotic, he's out of touch with reality, Mm. that part of it actually rings a bit true. Way too true. Mm. Hasn't he Uh. ever heard of laser removal? I mean, really. Um, Rational thought is not part of the disease, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. I do find, um, with the Billy storyline, I do find at this point that I find it a little bit over the top. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I think remember the first time that I watched it, I did kind of go, oh, it felt a bit too slasher movie. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, email or something that that type of sort. Of maybe a bit, but if you like, I had oh, I've had a patient I, say yeah. he wanted to to take his own eyes out. I won't even tell oh you God. why. And I mean, so you know what? To me. That wasn't completely over the top. If he's truly completely off his meds and having a, a psychotic break, that's not unbelievable. I was kind of hoping that he would actually um, actually do it, that she wouldn't be able to stop him. Oh, man. Just be, oh, I mean, really? Why? I you love Brenda now, Des. No, because I wanted to, but because in the TV shows, they always get out of it. You know what I mean? Oh. So, yeah. Did you want her to just cut her a little bit? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> just to just so that it was just like not the the pat oh i got out of it it's okay you know i'm fine kind of thing yeah the quick elbow when he's unconscious was a little too easy i suppose Mm. (laughs) yeah i thought he got he got knocked out way too easily i agree yeah um but yeah she she ends up uh calling an ambulance you would think she'd be calling the cops but uh i guess you know it's her brother so she calls an ambulance for him um, at the funeral, uh, Mark's boyfriend sprinkling dirt over Mark's coffin, and the parents are looking on, and so are all these awful protesters holding uh, up their awful signs. Mm. Um, David sees Marcus sitting on a gravestone, and on the way out, David kind of loses it with a protester. Go, uh, David. <laughs> I cheered, okay? I know violence is not supposed to be the answer, but I thought that was just great. Mm. Um, Keith pulls him apart. And uh, this reporter comes up and he's like, did I miss anything? Did I, did I miss anything? Is there something happening here? <laughs> uh, that reporter, by the way, I did my research. That guy's played by Ted Garcia, who is officially, he was originally a, an anchor person for KTLA. But um, his his IMDb credit is like anchor person, newsman, reporter, <laughs> anchor person. He's done. I, I have Smallville, Bruce Almighty, Two and a Half Men, Pushing Daisies, wow. Dollhouse. Like he's like everywhere. As who a, as knew a that was guy. a niche? I didn't even know that was a niche yeah. for character actors. Yeah, so last week we got stripper, masseuse, escort. Oh. Now today we got the reporter, newsman, anchor. But once again, Robin, you have been doing your research. I am so yes. proud. I will never be unprepared ever again. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I say that before the baby gets here, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. everything changes. <laughs> I, I love it when David punches the guy and he's like, look, God just got you in the face. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's hear it for God's right hook. Right. <laughs> exactly. So afterwards, David apologizes to Keith about how he's been, and Keith wonders if he's trying to get himself killed. David says he he doesn't want to be gay and he wants to be like the guy in the church with the kid on his knee and Keith tells him that he can still be like that and David says his father would probably be ashamed of him and uh, Keith says he thought he knew but but David says yeah but I, I never actually told him oh I have another quote sorry I've, I've written down a lot of quotes for this um, he says it's like I agree with them it's like I need to fix it it's not who I want to be mm. Yeah. yeah, that one really struck me, actually. I thought, mm. wow, you're so, so torn and you're so not, you know, reconciled to who you really are and you're not happy and you don't know how to do it. And again, it made me just feel so badly for David. Yeah, yeah I can understand that, though. You know, yeah. it's not, I mean, he wants to be something, but he's just not. That's, you mm. know, it sucks. Yeah. You, you have to kind of come to terms with what you are instead of what you want to be or what you think I other think, people want you to be yeah right. i think everyone can relate to that as well not necessarily just in you know mm-hmm. in the circumstances of being gay yeah right. everyone has to come to terms with you know everyone wants wants to be something that they're like in some point in their life that they're they're not and they cannot be and you, or they you want to please their parents and they can't yeah or what yeah. Have you. yeah yeah i think so the next scene we have is a nice uh, shower scene slash rap video with Gabe and Claire. <laughs> Throwing up in my mouth. Why could this be Nate? Damn it. Uh, Nate and Claire? Yeah, exactly. I was Are just you a We want more of naked Nate. Oh. We don't want more of naked Gabe. Thank you. Yeah, I have a yeah. I have a reference actually for that with what Des just said. When the um, the movie The Time Traveler's Wife came out a few years ago, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know that movie. Yes. and um, I love I love the book. I'm a huge fan of the book. Me too. And, um, I was hearing a lot about you know when they were developing the film who people wanted to be cast, and the main the biggest choice to play the role of Claire in the in the film was Lauren Ambrose who plays Claire <laughs> in City Under nice. and you know another another redheaded Claire who's an artist um, but a lot of people were saying that they wanted um, Peter Krause to play Henry and I was like no I won't be able to watch the film <laughs> with like, Claire and Nate <laughs> oh so icky it's too disturbing so funny <laughs> Uh, next, we go on to a little bit of a music scene while Brenda's looking in on her unconscious brother in the, the hospital. He's got his uh, gown open and he's got the bandage on over him. I noticed the restraint he has on. The restraints, no, I, yeah. did, I did not. He has, he has restraints on his wrists. Yeah, on his wrists. Yeah. As well he should. Yeah, it's, but it's just sad. And then, oh, oh, sorry, going back to the last scene, I want to thank uh, Gabe for singing a little song because it could be about me because it's I am Claire with the orange hair and I smell like tangerines. <laughs> and I am Claire with the orange hair and I do sometimes smell of tangerines. I love the tangerine body rash. Don't you love that stuff? Oh, so after looking in on Billy, Brenda has a talk with uh, the creator of Six Feet Under about what she should be doing with Billy. Yes, that psychiatrist is actually Alan Ball. Uh, I don't even remember that part. <laughs> oh, that's how long there's, not a, there's not actually dialogue. There's music. That's his Hitchcock moment. Oh, yeah. talk. Yep. Is there a talk? Wow. So, so she signs forms for uh, Billy to be committed. Nate arrives and she tells him the news and, uh, Thank goodness, instead of talking, Nate holds her. 
Yes. <laughs> Correct, yes, Nate. You got it right. That did time. it right. Yes. Yay! Applause for Nate. A man did something right for. Also, one. can we pause just for a moment? Because I thought that the nuanced look on Brenda's face when she finally signs the forms was very well done. Mm, yeah, I yeah. did as well. Yeah, yeah, when we, I, I didn't feel like she needed to explain it to. Uh, they didn't need to write it in dialogue as to her explaining it to yeah. Nate. As soon as I saw her with the clipboard, I knew exactly yeah. what was going on. But I guess maybe that was for the uh, weekly viewer, the person that comes on and checks out a show for the first time in the middle of a season. Weirdos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> David finds Ruth uh, laying on the sun porch. Uh, she's got a bit of a headache, and he he tells her straight up he's gay. Yeah, and, uh, I love that conversation. This scene, it. this scene really did bring me to tears. It, it did. Was, oh, you when, sissy! When, it Not did me. when <laughs> when Ruth um is is telling him, you know, why why couldn't you tell me? And I'm so relating to her as a mom at mm, that point, yeah, and I just yeah. it started to make me cry. It really did. See, I love yeah, the fact like, is, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Claire. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going to say the the fact as well that in the background of all of pretty much all of Ruth's shots, I think there's a photo of David as a child. Yes. Uh, uh, I thought nice. made it so much more poignant because she's talking about why can't it be like when you were a child. And I, oh, I know exactly oh, what Jamie me. means. When, you know, you're a little kid, you can fix things so easily, but once they're older and they have all these mm-hmm. complicated lives and you just you can't make it better for them. Yeah, that, yeah That's totally um, almost as well, um, pretty much word, what that statement that Ruth says is pretty much word for word what my mom said to me. Mm. Oh. Mm. Okay, yeah. now I'm going to get on this tea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. So sorry. <laughs> by your command (laughs) (laughs) so at the end of that scene uh, David says that's all I wanted to say and Ruth says alright we're having veal (laughs) I love that (laughs) just take it right back to what you're cooking (laughs) (laughs) and in the last scene uh, David is uh, in his apartment with Mark and Mark says oh your mom still loves you doesn't make everything better David considers calling Keith, but Mark says that maybe he shouldn't interrupt the fun he's having with his his boyfriend. And uh, in the last moments, uh, David falls to his knees and starts praying to God for help with his pain mm. and his loneliness. I think he, he says something as well to Mark, like, leave, leave me alone. I can't remember what the line yeah. is. It's leave me alone or go away. Something. And Mark says, make me. And he's off screen at that point, And the make me is very, very echoey. Mm-hmm. And it then pans out to show he's not there. And it's to, just to show that that is his own voice. Mm-hmm. Excellent. In his head. Really well done. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get on to our uh, next segment Fisher of the Week. Yay. So, Claire. Oh, I can, can I have, just can I have two? <laughs> no, you may not have two. There is no two. There's no channelettes. This is the agony of this show. You have to pick one. <laughs> These damn guests never want to cooperate. <laughs> no, last time with Stephanie, now with Claire. We can't keep them in order, can we, Dad? Uh, no. Keep them in line. I mean, we've got to keep them in line. Um, I think it has to. It has to be David. Yeah. Um, you know, absolutely for all the reasons um, I've I've sort of said before and. Um, yeah, I haven't got anything else to say about it. David, yay! Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Dez. Okay. Last week, there was like nobody I really wanted to pick. This week, <laughs> I have, you know, a few people I wanted to pick. Mm-hmm. But I am going to have to go with Ruth because mm-hmm. she is trying so hard to 
be there for her son to show him that, you know, it's okay. You know, he's scared to open up with to her about this, but she's okay. She still loves him. It's not something that's going to, you know, affect their relationship. And I really like that. Mm. Okay, Moira? Oh, for me, it was David, hands down. Mm-hmm. Watching him struggle, watching him confront the anti-gay protesters at the funeral, um, his journey in this one, understanding him better, understanding that there was such a huge religious conflict within him, all of it. I just, um, I was uh, on side with David for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if it wasn't for Des, we'd be drinking shots right now, but that's okay. No. We don't have and to here I thought for sure we were going to get unanimous, but no, the silent had to ruin it. <laughs> he was my second choice, but if it hadn't been for him being so religious, he would have got it. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I definitely enjoyed the conflict that he had in that respect. And I also, um, I loved how, uh, no matter how much he was beating himself up, how absolutely brave he was in this episode to, mm. to Rico, to those protesters and finally being able to talk to his mother. Um, the, it was, it was a great, great David episode for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's it for Fisher of the week. Let's move on to listener eulogies. So, uh, anything? <laughs> is this a part of the podcast where we start begging more and more for feedback i don't know i don't know if you got my feedback for the the episodes like you read in the last one um i sent my feedback in last time uh, yeah. too late the whole thing and we i promise it. i will try and get it in on a timely manner well you're too late for this <laughs> one i know <laughs> but i'm glad you came in person to get deliver it yeah, and <laughs> podcasting so far ahead because of this this Isabel baby person who's coming. So I think that makes it a little bit tough. Who is this baby? This Isabel baby. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, let's get to our last rights. All right, so uh, Claire, what kind of rating do you give this one? Any final thoughts oh. you have? Um, I again, I love this episode. It's probably my favorite one in season one. Um. It, yeah, it's just great. Um, not only because, obviously, um, from a kind of personal point of view, but I just think there's a lot of um, character development in this episode, and that's always great to see. Um, and there's probably less focus on Nate, who's not my favourite character. Um, so that's <laughs> what? Just, sorry, Nate. <laughs> sorry. There's going to be a um, shootout. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, what about when he takes his shirt off? Is he your favourite then? <laughs> Um, she's distracted by his damn sideburns yeah uh, uh, yeah <laughs> he's not really my cup of tea I don't know Nate rules but he doesn't rule as much of his, as his father does So yeah I agree with that yeah. <laughs> okay. um, instantly I have my date with my Nathaniel next week <laughs> <laughs> which is surreal saying that nice. um, <laughs> did you get weird. that tattoo done yet Oh, yeah, yeah, it's healing. Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be fully healed, you know, so I can wear the, the low cut jeans and show it off next week. How about how, We want a picture. Picture, oh, yeah. it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll bring in the group members. <laughs> we have girls showing off their low cut tattoos. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have to give this one 10 out of 10. Um, absolutely. And I'm going to give it 10 crackhead music teachers out of 10 (laughs) (laughs) uh all right moira okay i love this episode i loved it um considering that after the opening sequence i almost didn't want to watch it 
mm-hmm. it went from me being sort of a bit terrified to, to see what where they would go with that. Mm-hmm. And in the end, to me, so appreciating the journey that David goes on during this episode. And uh, I'll... I'll yeah, all aspects of it. I love I love the scene at the end between him and his mom. I think that part of everything got me more than anything else. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 um, nice. box cutters that are hidden in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 10 out of 10. Two 10 out of 10 so far. How about how It's my you? first 10 out of 10, by nice. the way. Nice. I actually, I've been thinking about going back and cataloging um, uh, the responses and the Fishers of the Week. Uh, and, you should. Uh, yeah, Did we really get a should. pie chart and everything? I really should. I really <laughs> should. You should, actually. That'd be cool. Uh, so, Des, what do you think? Um, I like this episode a lot, too. Um, I really liked Ruth. I really liked David. I, I liked the whole coming out to Rico and at the, at the uh, funeral. Um, I, I thought he was really brave this week i also really liked brenda i really liked watching her try to deal with billy um and his increased mental instability um i guess i will give it i'm gonna give it nine out of ten first time masturbators (laughs) nine out of ten Yes, nine out of ten. Fucking screwing up the shots every time. I'm giving this a ten out of ten poopy diapers because uh, <laughs> because you can relate to that. I can relate to the poopy diapers. In fact, diapers. by the time this airs, you're gonna have poopy diapers. I'm on gonna your have hands. ten out of ten yeah. at least. You are poopy diapers, little um, Isabel diapers. <laughs> this I, I I forgot how great this episode is. I mean, I love 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 the David plotline. Holy crap, the Billy stuff that happens yeah. uh, is just edgy your seat stuff. Um, uh, Claire wrestling with her, her emotions and... and uh, I do that every day. You wrestle... You, oh, <laughs> not you. Gosh. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> and you're both artistic. Both Claire's are artistic. Uh, and redheads. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, 10 out of 10 poopy diapers for me. <gasps> Maybe this is really the actress we've been talking to the whole time. I know. Whoa. Hey, I you want to know? Do accents, I am an actress. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robin, you want to know why I didn't give it a 10 out of 10? No shirt. No bronze? Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Robin, but Moira is correct. No shirtless Nate. That would have given it a 10 out of 10. Do I or do I know you? You know me, Moira. You rock. <laughs> Girls are so smart. Okay, one yeah. last question before we get get the hell out of here. Uh, uh, I know this is going to have to just go to Moira and Des because Claire knows. We have one more episode left in season one. What is going to happen in the last episode of the season? I mean, we've got David's already come out. Billy is committed. What's what, what's left? Ruth has to sleep with Nikolai. Who sleeps in the glide? Okay. 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 And also, Nate will take off his shirt. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. That'll be the closing shot. (laughs) It'll be a long, (laughs) slow, lingering shot just Mm -hmm. today. (laughs) So, anything anything with Nate? Anything with David? Claire? Mm, What do you think Claire's situation is going to be like? Or what Mm. were you wondering about? I don't mean to. No, I was wondering about Keith and David, actually. Mm. Whether uh, he'll reach out to Keith. 
more directly. Oh, probably. Uh, <laughs> Dev sounds so disappointed. Um, I guess she doesn't like the Keith. I don't uh-huh. know about Claire and Gabe. Oh, God, that part just... Um, I don't think they're in a lasting relationship. I don't I mean, think so Because they're teenagers. Yeah. I, I think, think they'll go a little bit, but I don't think it'll last. Whether, <laughs> I think, whether I think it's because the... he kills himself or because they just break up, I don't know. I don't think he's going to kill himself, but I think that they're going to go through some angst and some problems. Angst I think in problems. this episode when they were in the in um, Claire's hearse and they were sitting in the back and she was talking to him and they were admitting what they were afraid of, you really got from that that she, she really loves him. Mm-hmm. I thought just watching this episode. Or she thinks she does. Yeah. Or she thinks she does. Yeah. 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 The hormones yeah. love him. Yes. And the and the savior complex thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, Which isn't a healthy way to start a relationship. No, it isn't a healthy way at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Excellent. So, let's bury this bitch. Let's do that. Hell yeah. Man, I hate that line. <laughs> Everybody's on board with let's bury this bitch, but when I start saying ashes to ashes, nobody's hot. We can't. Nobody's I know it. Uh, we can't do it. Maybe we need to change it, Robin. No, uh, it's perfect. It's just nobody <laughs> it will do it with perfect. me. I do. I try. I do it with you every damn time. Listen Your for. Your pause is yeah. too long. Okay. okay. Let's try All to right. get it right this time. Oh, oh, can I? Sorry, can I just give? Um, uh, I did one at the start of the episode, but just another one. Um, Carney cast. Check it out. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Woohoo! Excellent. If you wait a minute, Robin will prompt you to plug yourself. Yeah, you can plug yourself oh, again for the third time when I when I prompt you. Oh, yeah. You wait to be prompted. Damn it! Damn <laughs> guest. Unruly guest. They're just unruly, unruly guest. I swear. <laughs> okay. Uh, visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. Leave us a voicemail at one five four one two embalm, and visit us on Facebook. Nice. Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com because we like mail and we also like to know what you think and not just what we think. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to know what you think. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do. <sighs> we really want some feedback. Please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sad. I, You know, I can't feel too, like, unloved for not getting feedback because we have all these people who want to guest all the time. So I know. I know. people do love us. So yeah, that's but the, but the people who want to guest need to write in. See? Yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the new rule for guests. Yeah. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to guest, that's your pass or you, your uh, – You better do. reply with a letter or, like, an essay on why you that's love yeah. the right. show and whatever. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, Claire, where yes. can we find you on the web? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't um, set up at all. <laughs> no, you can find me on uh, Facebook. You can find me on Twitter under Maya Fire M A I A F I R E, and on Etsy under the same name. Um, and we will be starting, we'll be recording the first CarniCast tomorrow. It's a Carnival retrospective. Um, it's going to be awesome. And um, yeah, Can't and uh, join our Facebook group and check it out. And we'd love some, we've got loads of feedback for episode one, but we'd love some more. So yeah, we to rub it in. Do that there. by now. Wow. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You made Moira cry. Sniff, 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 sniff. Des, where can we find you on the web? You can find me on What's Wrong with Stefan Des. Uh, you can find me on Nonsense Cast. And next week, next episode, I will tell you where else you can find me because it'll already be up by then. 
No pun intended. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can find Moira dressing up like Jackie Kennedy and finding shitty places to put lilies. <laughs> and uh, you can also find her on Twitter, Moira Brown, at Moira Brown with an E. And uh, for me, you can find me here. You can find me on Redemption Cast probably by now. And uh, you can find me changing poopy diapers. And <laughs> I am on Twitter at L Robinero. And, that, and whoa, those are just babies' poopy diapers, yeah. not ours. <laughs> Just to <laughs> clarify, oh my god! <laughs> I am, I am the poopy diaper changer of Redemption Cast and Fisher Cast. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's it for Fisher Cast this week. Uh, next week, your homework is the. Uh, Alan Ball written and directed episode Knock Knock uh, the season one finale as for a private life we therefore commit this episode to the ground ashes to ashes dust to dust okay that was pretty good that was pretty good we're gonna get it by the end of the third season bye bye I want to break free Bye.